Hi everyone, Sandman here. Just a quick update before I start this video. People continue to send me donations, even though I made it clear that I wasn't taking them anymore, and I wanted to improve the quality of my videos by selecting topics that only I had selected. You may have noticed that I'm still doing the occasional viewer-supported video. I've also been turning down some poorer quality requests, in case anyone has been wondering. So don't get offended if I refund your money and refuse to cover specific topics. I'm finding it seems best if I do a hybrid format where roughly half the videos are my own ideas and the other half are viewer supported. I originally started this channel with no donations. Then I moved to a donations model. And now I find that the hybrid format is the best because viewers still select and pick out great topics for me to cover. Now that I've gotten that out of the way, I'd like to thank Kelvin for his donation for this video, and this is what Kelvin has to say. Hello Sandman, I'm a big fan of your videos, and I was wondering if it's possible that you could please do a video about male alienation, like you briefly talked about in your MGTOW's Anonymous video. When I was in high school I was a typical shy, introverted kid that kept my head down with zero success with women. After high school I vowed to improve myself. However, that has caused me to be alienated with most of my male friends in my life, which has caused me to be by myself for the last couple of years. The bitter reality I soon realized with my past male friendships was that most of my quote-unquote friends kept me around not because they enjoyed my company, but because I was seen as a resource to them and they had access to someone that they could put down to make themselves feel better. I've also found that because of my non-competitive nature, and that I often just walk away from things, men my age get very upset because I refuse to get involved in their bullshit and their emotions. I find nowadays that the only males I can really connect with are men who have also gained empathy from being harmed in the past by older men. If you could please provide some insight on this male alienation issue, it would be really appreciated. Thanks, Kelvin. Well, thanks for your interesting observations and experiences, Kelvin. I'm going to elaborate with my own personal stories during my childhood for this video. When I was in junior school, grades 1 through 5 to be specific, other boys started getting mean to me in the second and third grades. And it was mostly to do with my lack of physical size. I was a scrawny kid and didn't eat very much food. The very idea of eating repulsed me. So most of the other boys were taller than me and played sports better than me because they ate more food and had more energy but I had more fun playing sports in the third and fourth grade than they did. To them, it was about scoring points and showing off to their peers. For me, it was about challenging myself to hit a baseball, or in the case of soccer, defend the goal. It was a lot of fun at first, and then boys started making it about competition and one-upmanship, and it started losing its appeal. I remember around the fourth or fifth grade, I stopped caring about sports because I saw the egos of other kids entering the game it was no longer about having fun and good sportsmanship. Besides, after watching my first season of NHL hockey in the fourth grade, I soon realized that this was a story that kept on repeating, and I found it incredibly boring to watch the playoffs year after year. I couldn't understand how many men can basically watch season after season of the same sport with a predictable set of outcomes. So by the time I entered middle school, I didn't really watch sports, but I frantically did what I could to get my parents to buy me sports jerseys and running shoes so that I could basically conceal the fact that I hated sports. I also started memorizing the names of players on different sports teams and watching highlights reels before going to class the following day. 
the boys in my class could somehow sense that I wasn't a true fan, and they would bring up random pitchers that I had no idea about in baseball. The only way I would know about them was if I watched the entire season of baseball, which I didn't really want to do. I would be quizzed on my spelling and multiplication tables by the teachers, and then other boys would be quizzing me on my knowledge of sports statistics, and my homework every night was to learn how to keep my head down with regards to academics and other kids. When I got into the 7th and 8th grade, I stopped caring about sports almost entirely. I became a big fan of Star Trek The Next Generation instead, and in late middle school, I had a few friends that I would talk to about Star Trek and go to conventions with. And I also got a brand new 386 computer, so that for the first time in my life, I had male friends with the same interests as me. We would enjoy the same video games, TV shows, etc. But that only lasted for about a year. Once I got into high school, I discovered girls. And I thought it was a good idea to jettison my Star Trek and comic book friends out the airlock so that I could go and start attracting and watching girls. I spent my time working out for about an hour each day and began spending more time than ever trying to attract women. I found a new group of friends in the 10th and 11th grade, and I started going out to all-ages clubs and trying to pick up girls at these events and make out with them in my car. All-ages events didn't serve alcohol, so we bought girls pop, and that was kind of funny. We'd get them all buzzed on sugary soda pop. But I also became alienated by that particular crowd of guys as well. They started taking drugs and having lots of sex, and I wasn't into that as much as they were. So they basically kicked me to the curb because I wouldn't bow down to peer pressure. It was only in my senior year of high school that I finally started going my own way with regards to following what I wanted to follow. I applied for my media production course in college and got in. That was something that I wanted to do for a very long time. I started hanging around with those Star Trek guys from earlier in high school, and I was still dating women because I was bodybuilding and they didn't really care too much that I was a Star Trek fan. Years earlier, guys would walk up to me and pick on me for being physically small and weak. Now they were trying to shame and guilt me by saying things like, you should really lay off the steroids because it isn't going to help you in the long run. But the reality was, I wasn't taking steroids. I was working out for about an hour to two hours each and every single day. And in earlier parts of high school, I fought a few of them and gave them black eyes. So they basically changed their strategy to shame and guilt instead. They realized that brute force wasn't working, so they started using shaming language instead. But by then, high school was over, and I was off to college. After a few months, I managed to alienate most of my college male peers as well. I was overly excited about the curriculum and wanted to soak up as much knowledge as possible. There was even one girl that was trying to get my attention for the entire first year of college, while I was too busy enjoying myself and learning new things in school, and I didn't even notice her advances. At the end of my first year in college, she was in most of my classes, and she was so frustrated because I wasn't pursuing her or giving her any attention that she brought a Playboy magazine to my philosophy class, and she asked me what I thought about Drew Barrymore and her nakedness in the magazine. So there we were at the back of the philosophy class, with her flipping through a Playboy magazine, trying to probe me to see if I found women attractive, or if I was gay instead. She spent a whole year trying to get my attention, and I was too busy working on student films and videos to care about her. By all accounts, she was very attractive, and I would have gone out with her, but I spent my entire first year of college doing the things that I wanted to do for myself, and I wasn't interested in dating anyone. I was more interested in developing my own craft. 
Along the way, I've also found that other men have always wanted me to fail at my job or craft and have tried to sabotage me by directly attacking my work. Women, on the other hand, don't want me to fail per se, but seem more interested in taking the attention that I devote to my work and hoarding it for themselves. It's a wonder that we've built a civilization, because men, the builders of civilization, are constantly being attacked by both men and women, and their time is constantly being used up. It seems like the only way to accomplish anything in this world is to become a hermit and a tinkerer in your own laboratory, basement, or garage, away from the prying eyes of those who want to see you fail. They see you in the garage and instantly think, that guy must be a loser. He's doing his thing in the garage. How successful could he possibly be? Men that think outside the box have to veil themselves with the perception of failure, and then work hard in secret while everyone else on the outside thinks that they're incompetent morons. Far too often, to become a great man, you have to hide and alienate yourself from the outside world, as well as other men, until you become fully successful. Once you become successful enough to strut your peacock feathers, only then are you allowed to leave the confines of the basement or the garage. You can only do this when you know that you're successful and have momentum behind you. Most men love to see other men fail because it means that in many cases, their status goes up by default. Women want a successful man, but far too often they distract him from his work and he loses the ability to focus and thus become successful. I would always meet women that would often ask me to write them poetry, telling them how beautiful they were. I would often tell them that I didn't have the creative energy to work on poetry for them, as well as my own personal job or business. And my job takes priority. A couple of times in my life, I let relationships and love get the best of me, and I spent many years drifting around with no direction in my life. That's one real big danger in life. Women can put your life off course because they can make many demands on your time. Men, on the other hand, try to destroy your self-esteem so that they can elevate themselves above you. I learned quickly in life not to trust men. It took me much longer, about 15 years, to learn the same about women. It's almost like so many people in our species are so lazy that they would rather bring people down to their own level than elevate themselves to the level of others. This is the main reason why I've been alienated from both men and women for most of my life. I'm willing to work while most people are content to sit on the beach and do nothing all day and simply yell at people to bring them drinks and rearrange the beach umbrellas. Most men are obsessed with watching sports because they're too lazy to play sports themselves because they ultimately might fail. But most men are ultimately afraid of success. And they're not only afraid of their own success, but the success of others appears to scare them even more because it exposes just how lazy and selfish they truly are. And being exposed as a fraud is the reason most men attack and alienate other men. That's kind of the way that I see it. Anyways, that's all I've got for today's video. I'd like to thank Kelvin for his donation, and I'd also like to thank everyone for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.